When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My favorite has always been price you pay. I still don't know that I know exactly what it's about or what it means. I have it has some meaning to me. I was at the show in Philly when he played it for the first time in 30 years. He came out and started with it, which just blew me away. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. Joining me today is Jeff, one of my new online friends. Jeff, Jeff, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. It's great to be here. Tell us a little about yourself. I live in Bear, Delaware. Yes, that's a state. People often ask that when you tell them you're from Delaware. I have a couple of hardware stores here. My family's been in the hardware store business for years. Ah, interesting. That's what I do. I have a passion for politics, so I do some political consulting on the side. And that's it in a nutshell. I'm a huge Bruce Springsteen fan, and he has he's been a major contributor in, into my life, whether he knows it or not. Yeah, I've told the story multiple times, right? When I went down to Austin to meet him in that seven seconds book signing, I had, I told him what he meant to my life. And I told everyone, I don't know if he heard it, but I needed to say it more than I needed him to hear it. Yeah. All right. So we're going to get to Bruce in a minute, but I always like to start at the beginning. Talk about you. You currently live here in Delaware. Did you grow up in Delaware? And what kind of music did your family listen to? I was born in Hollywood, Florida. Oh, uh, Bruce okay. Recently played. I wasn't able to get to that show. Okay. Uh, but but lived most of my life in Delaware. Okay. And my family has always been big music fans. My mother loved Elvis and Kenny Rogers. And I have a very clear memory of coming home one day and my mom crying and finding out that Elvis had passed away. That was a big deal in my house and impacted me and made me become a huge fan. Uh, and then my dad was always a big country music guy. Oh, and, okay. Uh, the good kind, I always say, with Whale and uh, Willie and Johnny Cash and Hank. All right, make a point to edit that out. <laughs> Go back to Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings. Yeah, yeah my. F- my dad and mom, huge Western fans, Merle Haggard, Hank Williams, all this music that just meant so much. I 
never rebelled against it. I found other avenues, but I always appreciated the fact that was significant. That was great. It it was funny with me as I was, I guess I was a rebellious kid because I wanted to hate country music. I loved rock and roll. Yes. And, And my dad would come down and he'd hear me playing the Grateful Dead, Mama Tried, and he'd say, that's country music. And I'd say, that's the Grateful Dead. And then he'd hear Neil Young singing Thrashers. And he said, that's pretty much country music. No, that's Neil Young. He's a rock star. And I didn't want to like it. But then I found myself behind his back buying a Johnny Cash record. And boy, I kept that hidden because I did not want him to know. But it started, I owe both of my parents for starting me on a great musical journey where I was eventually able to realize that all these people that I love, Bruce Springsteen, John Mellencamp, they all come from that. And Johnny Cash came from the Carter family. And the Carter family came from music out of the hills of Virginia. And it really made me realize early that that there's a history in all of this. And that's what I love about music. And now love everything. Everything that's good. So a couple things. One, when... Ken Burns did that country music documentary. It was amazing that the Carter family and Jimmy Rogers truly were the roots that sprout through going through. I love the fact that you weren't hiding pornography, drugs, (laughs) alcohol. You were hiding Johnny Cash. Uh, That's funny. I remember I was a freshman in college and I went through a phase where I just adored Ronnie Millsap just and they had him live and he did a version of honky tonk women on one of his live it was an eight track back then and i remember telling i had a professor who loved the rolling stones and i told him i said yeah ronnie Millsap's doing it he goes yeah the lads from england did their best to do good country music and the I never thought about Honky Talk Woman being a country music song, but when you throw it yes. all together, yes, there is that. Dead Flowers, and yeah. they've got a lot of great country songs. When I hear Johnny Cash, when he did Highway Patrolman from Nebraska, I make the argument that I think you could almost say that's better than Bruce's version. Yeah. Because it has so much voice in it and so much yeah. joy. I just had. Robert Santanami, who is the executive director of Springsteen's museum now, his the where they have all his archives, and he was part of one of the original people who set up the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, finding artifacts. And I asked him about the quote unquote controversy of having people who weren't specifically rock and roll in what we call the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I said, should they change the name to Popular Music Hall of Fame? And he said, rock and roll is an attitude. He said, Willie Nelson has a rock and roll attitude. Yeah. He said, the a lot of rock, rap stars have a rock and roll attitude. It is more than a style of music. It is a sense of personality and bigness 
And I think that's really right way well to look said. at it. Yeah, yeah I, I think so too. All right. So you're sneaking out, not buying cigarettes, but buying mm-hmm. Waylon Jennings and Johnny Cash CD. Uh, there were some cigarettes in there too. But, uh, <laughs> Very nice. But yes, yeah. I did. And finally had to, uh, finally had to admit that I think I love this music too. And again, it's just, uh, it opened me up to a, to, to just a world of, of trying to appreciate what's good. And my claim to fame, as far as my versatility is I once saw nine inch nails and Frank Sinatra in the same week. There you go. There. Wearing very different clothing, but <laughs> yeah, but that there is two extremes, aren't those they? Those are two extremes that, that I can appreciate. So I saw but Bruce, Bruce is my guiding star. Yeah, I saw Bruce in Louisville, and then we came back and we, uh, within a week we saw the Beach Boys 50th anniversary special, their tour. And I, I actually too. called I called Dave Marsh and I said I wanted to compare the two and it was his typical Dave is not a shy person and always never short on opinions but he was talking about yeah he says the Beach Boys have always been a pop show and Bruce has always been a rock show and I said it was just very different that they were only 10 years older than Bruce, but they were hour and a half show, set agenda, going there, playing nothing but the hits. And Bruce was doing Wrecking Ball at the time. A very different kind of feeling. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. Hey folks, Stephen Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, 
you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, Rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. You mentioned Bruce, your guiding star. So let's get to that. If you can, tell me when you thought of when you first discovered him. And if you can articulate it, Jeff, what about his music spoke to you? I think I found him on the radio. The first thing I remember is probably Hungry Heart and The River. I was 13 or so at the time, 12 or 13. But just really into music, that's really all I cared about at that point in my life was music, finding new music. So I just remember being a big fan. And then Born in the USA came out. And of course, that was huge, right? In my high school years, my aunt took me to my first Springsteen concert, September of 84. And I went with her and my cousin. And I was just so blown away that we bought tickets out in the parking lot for the very next night. And my cousin and I went back the next night. And my aunt couldn't understand it. We ju- you just saw him. And I said, I don't know what I saw, but I need to see it again. And that was the beginning of a lifelong journey. And I think that I've always explained it to people as odd as it sounds to most people, although I think you totally get it, is there's, I've always said there's been a thread of Bruce Springsteen that has run through my entire life. And every at every major crossroads, Bruce has always had something to say to me on an album or at a concert. And I have a million examples of that. I could talk to you forever just about the impact that, that Bruce has had on my life. And I grew up in a very Christian environment. I went to Christian school from third grade on. I graduated from a Christian high school, was the lead singer in a Christian rock band in high school and all of that stuff and then got grew up and my mind expanded and I learned about new things and fell away from that but I think that I just say that to say I understand what religion is and I while Bruce is not a religious figure I think he's probably been the closest thing I've had to that in my adult life I very early in this podcast, I had Richard Hunter, who had been a talk show host here in the Dallas area. He had ended up moving to Las Vegas. He did a wrestling podcast, and he, I had him on the show, and we were talking about it, and he's a very outspoken atheist, and he said, the only church I I attend is the church of springsteen and that church doesn't ask for doesn't ask for me to attend services doesn't ask for me to do any work just every few years we have a service and the only donation they ask for is the price of a ticket and i go and i celebrate with my fellow church members and then we move on to our lives and i I thought that was a really good to say it and 
I was raised in a very strict Southern Baptist home, so I have a little bit of feeling of your what you're saying and how you're feeling. It's pretty interesting. I just talked to a guy that was raised in a very conservative Christian home and that no other secular music was allowed. It was just Bill Gaither type music. And he said that he had a solid gold cassette that he hid under his mattress and his buddy had a best of bread cassette that he would let him borrow every (laughs) once in a while. So you were hiding Johnny Cash. He was hiring best of bread cassettes to away from his parents. I've got a theme going. That's awesome. You mentioned (laughs) seeing that first show, by the way, when I went to my first show and it wasn't until 2002, if there had been the chance to see a show the next night, I would have been exactly where you are. I always like to preface this, Jeff, with the amount of times you've seen Bruce perform live is not a fair barometer of what kind of fan you are. There can be a lot of circumstances that drive where you've never had a chance to see him. Or if you were born at the right age and lived in the right city, you could have seen him hundreds of times just by pure circumstances. I'm lucky to be in Delaware and I can half an hour to Philly, an hour to Baltimore, an hour and a half to Washington. Yeah. Three hours to Boston. The East Coast is the place to be if you're a Springsteen fan. How do you count how many shows you've gone to? And if you have, how many? I do. And I went to Newark the other night. I took my son and that was 58. Nice. How old's your son? He's 20. Yeah. Did he enjoy the show? He loved it. I have a daughter who's 25 and my son is 20. And both have been brought up with Springsteen. Both love him. She lives down in Orlando, so I, my wife and I booked a trip to Orlando to coincide with going to the Tampa show and the Orlando show with my daughter, and then I was able to take my son to Newark to see his first proper Springsteen show. Just real quick, we saw Bruce at Citizens Bank Park where the Phillies play in 2012 when he was, I don't know, 10 or 11, and it was a very long concert and a very hot concert. And at one point he had enough and his stepmom and I, she said, we've got to get him home. He just can't go anymore. And I said, it's almost over. And she said, he is done. Let We got to go. So we left. And as I was buckling him into his car seat in the parking lot, I heard the opening notes of Rosalita, which is my favorite live song. And not one that was always played every night like it has been this past tour. And so I'd always teased him about that, about how whenever Rosalita comes on, I just think of buckling him into that car seat and just thinking, man, I can't believe I'm leaving. In Newark, when Bruce broke into Rosalita, I just looked at him and said, let's go. (laughs) He he said, no, we are not going now. (laughs) And we were able to enjoy that together. I remember... Some I can't remember what it was, but something was really important going on with my son's school when Bruce was coming during the reunion tour, and I really wanted to go see him. 
because I had never seen him live. And because of family obligations, I couldn't. And I didn't see him until 2002. And <laughs> there was a little bit of, I, every once in a while, I want to, when my son's irritated me, I'm like, and look, you cost me a chance to see <laughs> Bruce three years earlier than I would have. So <laughs> you still owe me. That is awesome. Let's talk about the current tour. What do you think of the what you how many shows have you seen of this tour? Two, three, six, six. So what um, do you think? I'm just blown away. I just. Like I told you in, the, in my first email to you, I found your your after years of looking for it and not understanding what the name was. Yeah. I found your podcast and I just love the positivity that you brought to it. And. I read the message boards because I like information and I like hearing from other people, but I can't understand anyone that wouldn't be happy with this show. It's everything you want in a Springsteen show. And yes, I would love for him to be playing other songs and mix in other songs. And I've never been a, can a fan of Kitty's Back, for instance. But halfway through Kitty's Back, all six times, I'm just like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I don't know. He's there. I remember what he was saying during the Wrecking Ball and the High Hopes tour. I think very much he's there and I'm there and they're there. Yes. And what else do I need? Play Born what? to Run 21 times in a row and I'll be, I'll go home happy. I just want to see him play. And when he walks out all six times, and my son was, at, was saying on the way into Newark, it'll be interesting to see how you feel tonight versus the first night you saw him in Tampa with Caitlin, my mm -hmm. daughter. And because I'm a pretty emotional guy and I wear it on my sleeve and I'm a crier and when things hit me. And for the sixth time he walked out on stage, he held that guitar up and I just had tears streaming down my face. I was overwhelmed because there he is and here I am and here my son is who I've been dying to, to take to Bruce. And Bruce has played such a major role in his life. If we have a minute, I could tell you a quick oh, story. Oh, sure. Another quick story. But I don't know. I don't need any certain songs. And there's a million songs I'd like to hear live. But I'm happy to hear whatever ones he wants to play for me. And yeah. I'm just appreciative that they're there and that they sound as good and all the guys that keeps writing that he's mailing it in and that the band is slow i don't see any of that i just don't and maybe it's a magic trick and i'm suckered by it but to me it feels real and that's all i care about is what it means to me yeah one of the things that thank you by the way the kind words i do sometimes feel like i'm a lone voice in the wilderness which I know is not true, but that's what it feels like sometimes. And I see someone posted on Facebook this weekend that wondering what will happen once he hits Europe. And he talks about he had some stats and he had a suggestion, maybe take out these two songs, put in these songs. And someone said, OK, now then all the people are going to sc scream at you for 
criticizing Bruce. And I said, no, I think it's perfectly fine to say, wow, I would love to hear more songs off only the strong. I would love to hear something from Western Stars. I, there is nothing wrong with saying what you wish for. It's what I get upset is people complaining, criticizing that how dare he not change. I did. I bought four tickets to the show thinking I would see a different show every time. And now then I feel like he's gypped me. And I just don't understand that anger. One, there are people that went to Broadway multiple times at each time. It, was emotional and as i posted i said every time i watch casablanca i'm moved every time i watch shawshank redemption i'm moved every time i listen to the album pet sounds i'm moved every time i listen to tunnel of love there are things we go through that are exactly the same every time and we don't complain so why are we being happy get something out of it exactly it's funny you and i have so much in common and i just love i've loved learning about you and discovering things that you like and john hyatt is another one that we love very much but the biggest one is brian wilson i think outside of bruce and i listened to pet sounds within the last year and heard a triangle that i'd never heard before and i just remember saying to my son did you hear that and he's yeah it was a triangle i said i've never heard that before and I've listened to Pet Sounds, I don't know, 500 times yeah. or more uh, on CD, on album, on cassette. I've had it in every form ever. You can get something different. And some songs hit me different on different nights. Backstreets at the Penn State show I was, there was just something different about it to me, maybe not to anyone else, but he hit his heart harder when he was doing that thing about, I carry you with me. I carry you with me right here. And maybe he said it a couple extra times or something, but it just was different. And I don't know. I just get something out of it every time. Yeah, I do too. I I don't care about the set list. I love Uh, Bruce Springsteen. And you know what, Bruce, he sold his catalog for what? $500 million. Does he need to do this? No. No. So See, thankful that he's doing it. And and I don't, anybody that says he's mailing it in, he wouldn't be here if he didn't want to be here. He wouldn't it, do it if he didn't want to do it. People didn't think he'd ever do it again. I just, I don't know. I and, don't and I've seen a couple of people, and I don't know if this is the case, but a couple of people said, I wonder at 73, does he like the 80 90% set list that's easier for him to get into a groove performing if that's the case great i again i whatever he's, works he's doing best amazing for you. performances yeah i so agree if, if that's the way it is then that's the way yeah. it is and i don't know if you've had a chance to hear craig's story of what he thinks the set list is trying to tell us that was a couple of episodes ago yeah, as we were recording I, I heard this that. and I do agree. I understand his point about birders, right? That there are certain fans that are like people that are bird watchers. They've got their little book and they're trying to check off the songs. And I think there's a place for both of that. Oh, I had never heard on 
in Dallas, we had two or three people out with COVID and he did Detroit Medley. And before he did, he said, this is just for you, Dallas. And they did Detroit Medley. I'd never heard Detroit Medley live. It was fun. It was like, oh, this is great. Houston and Austin, I got if I was the priest. I am thrilled. Would I love to hear Burning Train? You got it. Would I love to hear Lucky Town, Land of Hope and Dreams, some of these other wild cards? Absolutely. But it's okay. I And I agree with you, too. I was not a Kitties Back fan, but my son and my wife and I all on the way home said, God, that was so good. It was so good. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think this is just a treat. And maybe, maybe I am too Pollyannish, but we've been through a worldwide pandemic. We've lost so many people that we love and have been there for us. I just have so, there's a lot of stress in my life and running Mm -hmm. two businesses in a tough economy. Yeah. That I just need all the positivity that I can get, which again, is one reason I love finding your podcast. And the none but the brave guys, the same one. And then they call them Kool-Aid drinkers and they work for Bruce and all this kind of stuff. It doesn't matter. I just want to hear positive stuff. Exactly. And I want to get a positive vibe. And I've walked out of six concerts too at the end of the night and nobody's going home complaining. Everybody's happy. Some people are chanting. Some people are doing the OOOs from yeah. one of the songs on the way out. People are leaving happy and that's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. What it's all about. Absolutely. So you mentioned there's a story about your son. Share it with me. I'll just again. I can point to many albums that have just been there for me at the right time. Yeah. And my son, around age 17 or 16, went through a really rough time where I didn't know what was going to happen, and he just had a terrible attitude and wouldn't leave his bedroom and just everything was dark. And he just talked about how his life was dark and meaningless. And when Western stars came out, he heard there goes my miracle first before I did. And he found it online and he said, have you heard this? And I said, no. And then he played it for me. And I said, wow, that's amazing. That's, I'm going to get choked up, but uh, I said, that's how I feel when I think of you. And that really hit him. So we bought Western stars on CD because that's how we do things at my house. (laughs) We don't do much streaming. And he got into it and really fell in love with the album. And I was in the middle of reading Bruce's book where he talks about his struggle with depression and stuff. And I was telling Zach about that. And he just couldn't believe that Bruce Springsteen dealt with depression and dealt with anxiety. He's the boss. How could this stuff affect him? But it did. And I had him read the chapter. And then we went and saw the movie, the Western Stars movie. And Jesse, from the next day on, his life changed. And things started to get positive and a little more positive. And there were other things. He was seeing a therapist and that was helping. And his whole family, his mother, my wife, his stepmother, 
everyone was involved in trying to help Zach and make his life better. But that movie, and he'd tell you this, turned him around. Just hearing Bruce talk about his struggles and Zach just understanding that there was somebody out there bigger than him that had these same problems. And today he works with me at the hardware store and he's leading a happy life. And we've enjoyed some great sports seasons in our town together and things just couldn't be going better for him. And he credits everything that happened around Western stars as being what helped him turn it around. And so, and I did ask him if I could tell that story on here and he said, share it with the people. Good. (laughs) I am glad I had similar experience. My son was a little bit older, probably 18, 19, freshman year in college and, Made some mistakes. Let's just put it that way. And came home at the Christmas break between the semester. And there was a lot of discussion about should he go back to school? And we ultimately decided that you don't have it. If we don't give him a chance to improve, to redeem himself, what do we do? And Driving him back to school, I played Land of Hope and Dreams in Brad Paisley's Letter to You. I don't know if you know the song, but right? Yeah. These are nowhere near the best times of your life, and faith will be rewarded. And he's now 34. He graduated from college. He's working at a wonderful job. It it gets better, but the first time, I guess it was either the magic or the working on the dream tour, when Bruce went into Land of Hope and Dreams live, the tears were just flowing because I was thinking of Chris, and I was thinking of that faith will be rewarded. This train carries saints and sinners. This train carries the brokenhearted, and. It is the, this is not something unique to us, but often I hear fans say he has been the soundtrack to my life. And I'm also a big Doctor Who fan, right? So the word companion has a dual meaning for me, but I love that you'll need a good companion on this part of the ride and his music, along with Brian Wilson's music, John Hyatt's music, Johnny Cash, Many others have been my companion on my life, which is just, I think, a big blessing. Yeah, I agree. And that's, I lost, I lost a friend of mine, my, I have two best friends since fifth grade. And one of them lives down the street from me, oddly enough. And the other one passed away a year ago, just out of the blue. And letter to you couldn't have come at a better time for me. Again, I was raised in the Christian faith, but it stopped making sense to me when I was much younger. And I don't think I'd really clarified what I believed about death and the afterlife. And I think Bruce set me straight on all of that with last man standing and see you in my dreams. And it's just that record and ghosts 
is just what I needed at the time that I needed it. When, and what a yeah. what a blessing, as you just called it, to, to have something like that to go to. When we, I've said this multiple times on the poly, on the podcast that the fall of 2020, all I wanted was a new president and a new Springsteen CD, and maybe the year would not be the worst year ever. And the idea, I think Letter to You will always have a special meaning because of when it came to us. It. I've been very vocal that my brother died. I saw Bruce on February 10th on Friday night. My brother died on February 13th. And then I was at Bruce on Houston, February 14th. And both times I'll see you in my dreams. I was pretty emotional to see. And and I still find myself at times hearing in my mind, the road is long and seeming without end. And it is, I'm going to, I'm going to be crappy now, but, and you're getting that live and you're worried because you're getting to, you're having to hear no surrender for the 50th time, or I'm so tired of hearing what glory days, like, he did. I'll see you in my dreams live. Shut up and enjoy the moment. <laughs> yes. Other stories from other shows you want to share with me, Jeff? I don't know. I, in 2009, I went to three or four shows on that tour, the Working on a Dream tour. Yeah. And when I found out that the last night of the tour was in Albany, I said to my wife, I need to go to Albany. She said, that's crazy. It's seven or eight hours away. And I said, I just really feel like I need to go to that show. And I yeah. said, this could be it. Yeah. And she said, okay. We'll get the tickets and book a hotel room and we'll drive there. And we went there and it turned out to be Clarence's last show. We didn't know at the time, but uh, Bruce played, I don't want to, ended with, I don't want to hang up my rock and roll shoes. And he ended this night saying, we'll be seeing you down the road. And that's what I needed at that time. I needed to hear that, that he's not hanging it up. And I just always thought that was weird i just kept, felt so compelled it was the furthest i'd ever gone for a show and at that time just seemed like a crazy trip but my <laughs> wife was understanding and said let's do it now when i have these whims she says go for it and call me when you get there and let me know you're safe and <laughs> yeah <laughs> she'll go to two or three shows and then she's had enough but uh, she's very understanding and i need to see him do you have any other tickets for when he comes back I had tickets to the Connecticut show that got canceled. Okay. Okay. So I have tickets for that. And I have tickets for both Citizens Bank shows. 
I've seen him in Pittsburgh a few times, so I'm keeping my eye on tickets there. I think I'd like to go to Pittsburgh and see him. And I don't know. You never know when this is going to be over, right? So as, yeah. as time and um, budget allows, I'm just going to keep going. I like the indoor shows better. Yeah. Which is why Pittsburgh is so appealing. My my co-host for my Doctor Who podcast lives in Columbus. And I am tempted to, now that got rescheduled to try to like, hey, Charles, you feel like a buddy? yeah i do not have- is a little far but i'm thinking albany maybe yeah because it's around the connecticut date yeah. and it's not that far but i get you yeah my linda knows that i want to do at least one more show and she's very supportive of it and so i'm waiting to see how tickets play out i'm not being greedy if I don't get a chance to see others, then okay, that I got to see my three. Tulsa got messed up by me getting COVID, but I, I feel grateful that I got the three, though I do think of the joke, why are you going to three Bruce Street shows? Because I couldn't get tickets for full. I just, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Talk to me about favorite albums, Jeff, favorite songs. Are there things, you've already talked about how much you love Rosalita Live. Are there other songs than you've shared that wonderful story about your son and There Goes My Miracle? I would also think Hello Sunshine would have been something, right? Yeah. Because you can get a little attached to the blues. Yeah. It is beautiful. How about some others? Are there others that you go to on a regular basis? My favorite has always been Price You Pay. I still don't know that I know exactly what it's about or what it means. I have It has some meaning to me. I was at the show in Philly when he played it for the first time in 30 years. He came out and started with it, which just blew me away. And then he had the river tour and played it every night. So it's not so special anymore. But And I always loved Promised Land. My my dream as a high school kid was to go to Penn State and major in political science and get into government and campaigns. And I got pushed into the hardware business that my dad was in. So working all day in daddy's garage, driving all night, chasing some mirage. I always loved that line. And poked my son during it, who now works for me in the hardware business. When we saw him on Friday night, he laughed at that and and i've always loved land of hope and dreams and i've always loved no surrender and bobby jean in my top five those two are on the same line with a slash between them because those to me those songs are inseparable yeah those are two songs that i think bruce wrote mostly about his friendship with steve yeah and them going their separate ways and it meant a lot to me then when it came out graduating from high school and everybody splitting up and it means a ton to me now some people coming back into my life and losing friends and stuff like that so those have always been my top tunnel of love has always been my favorite album so i don't know why it just is hold on 
my listeners won't be able to see this, but look what I just got in the mail. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> Those awesome. you can't see, there is a picture of the cover of Tunnel of Love, and it says, it's a bumper sticker, Tunnel of Love is better than Born to Run. I'm tired of pretending it's not. <laughs> <laughs> now, I would have probably said darkness on the edge of town instead of Born to Run, but I love the feeling that Tunnel of Love doesn't get as much love. You and I have the, as as far as songs go, you and I have the same feeling of Jungle Land, which <laughs> I've never, and I'm admitting it on this podcast out loud. I'm saying it out loud, Jesse, but that song does nothing for me. I don't, I'm not saying it's a bad song. It's a beautiful song, but it's just another song to me. But some people lose it when he plays it live. I've heard it live and give me Lucky Town or give me, it, almost any other song but that's what's great about being a Springsteen fan or being a music fan right yeah. is, is you can have a guy that says Bob Dylan can't sing and then you can have another guy like me who says absolutely he can't sing and it's wonderful yes and that's what's great is let's not call me a jerk for not understanding luck jungle land yeah let's say okay what do you like what would you rather hear oh that's interesting that you're not a big fan of Jungle Land. And that's what's missing on a lot of those message boards and stuff like that is good positive discussion. Because I'm not saying anybody who likes Jungle Land is a loser and a, a lesser Springsteen fan. And I'm not a lesser Springsteen fan for that song not hitting me. Again, No Surrender bowls me over every time and there are people that are sick of it. But that's what's, that's what's great about having our, an artist with such a large catalog is we can all have our favorites and we can all have our, the ones that we don't care that much about. And maybe one day Jungle Land will strike me and that'll be my song. This tour, that was Kitty's Back. Now I can't get enough of Kitty's Back after not liking it for years. And oh. I talked about on the River Tour, Independence Day went from, oh, that's a nice song to, oh my goodness. I, yeah. I just, so yes, things change. Thank you for the love. <laughs> I, as Timothy said in our round robin, he goes, I love how you stick to your guns on Jungalon. You admit you're probably wrong, that it should speak to you, but it doesn't, and you can't help it. It is, that's greatness. I do want to ask, just for a minute, you mentioned you like to dabble in politics. What do you like to do? I have a political consulting business in Delaware, okay. and I work with Democratic candidates on statewide races and local races, state Senate, state representative. The thing I think I'm best at and I like doing most is literature okay. and writing and for candidates and helping them decide what they want to say and how they want to say it and then mailing it out for them. But I do strategy for campaigns and analyzing numbers and data and that kind of stuff too good for you that's what i wanted to do as a profession but i ended up being able to do it on my own terms which has probably been the best thing for me because most of my friends that went into that full-time got burnt out and are doing totally different jobs and i've always worked for who i want to work for and people that only people that i believe in and what have you. And I've had a bit of success in it. And it's been good for you. Good, good secondary thing. Yeah, I, I've been very vocal. It's very frustrating to be a 
very a blueberry in a very strawberry state. There is so many things that I love about Texas, but there are so many things politically that I don't. And I just sent off a message to our governor that he's thinking about pardoning the guy that was convicted of killing the Black Lives Matter person protesting. And this is wrong. This is anyway, good for you fighting the good fight. I think that one of the things that is very frustrating is the amount of discord and unhappiness. We are on both sides of the aisle where we have very little grace and understanding. I do wish that we would do more of you want safe borders. I want safe borders. Let's figure out how we both can get what we want. You want everyone to have health insurance. I want everyone to have health insurance. Let's figure out a way to make this work. And sometimes it just seems that's hard to do. Nobody wants the other side to ever have any victories. That's where we've gone off the rails, I think. I think that is is well said. And when you get to that point, then you lose all negotiation. And I think that's a shame because the government has designed how it's designed. So there's a balance and each side can keep each other in check. If the Democrats controlled everything, the country would be a mess. And if there was no pushback from the Republicans, and if the Republicans controlled everything and there was no pushback from the Democrats, the country would be a mess in a different way. But when we work together and mesh ideas, and that's what makes things work, but I don't know what the answer is. I don't either. It's sad. Yeah, so Jeff... You've seen them almost 60 times. Are there still songs you're chasing? Are there songs you wish you could hear no, live that you I, haven't? I went in, I've heard him do Land of Hope and Dreams before, but not on this tour. And I went into the show at Newark on Friday, really wanting that and thinking that was a real possibility. Didn't get it. So that's okay. But I have seen him do it many times yeah. before. There's outtakes and stuff. I'd love to see him do Lion's Den. Me too. That's one one, of my The one time I finally go to Penn State to see him, he didn't do it. (laughs) Uh, He's done it the last two or three times. And uh, I'd like to see, I'd love to see Tucson Train. I'd love to see stuff off of Letter to You that we haven't seen yet. But I'm, as I said at the beginning, I'm, I'll take them as they come. (laughs) Said. All right, let's uh, let's move to the Mary question. Then I'll give you a chance to, as you said, you're very proudly not on social media, but we'll let you have the last word. But if you are checking out this podcast because you're part of Jeff's family, he did you proud. You should be you should be very happy with his great job, especially considering he said he was nervous and I didn't see it at all. <laughs> But I end every podcast with the Mary question. Jay Armstrong, who is a retired honors English teacher, he was in the Philadelphia area, and he would take the song Thunder Road, treat it as a poem, give the lyrics to his students, have the students read them. They would go through line by line, discussing the imagery Bruce is using, talk about the themes of the poem. And then at the end of the time, he would ask this class, 
does Mary get in the car? So Jeff, that is your question. Does Mary get in the car at the end of Thunder Road? Jesse, I told you I like to think positive. I try to be a positive person. So of course she gets in the car. She even throws in for gas. Nice. That's what I'm thinking. I love that. And, That's uh, good. What, what happens after that, who knows? And what the discussion is would be fascinating to find out. But it would be. Uh, I think he makes a compelling case, and how could she not? Very nice. I appreciate that. Jeff, this was a blast. I appreciate it. I do feel like we're kindred spirits. We're going to have to have you on again. We'll figure it out. We have a couple options. We've got the Songs of Your Life. We have the brand new Springsteen and Five Lines that I'm hoping that other people are going to join with. So let's stay in touch. It's appreciated. Since you're not on social media, do you want to give a plug to the hardware stores? <laughs> I have Action Hardware and Fairfax Hardware, both in Wilmington, Delaware. And they're small town hardware stores. And while you may not be near me, you might be near a small town uh, locally owned hardware store and try and support them. Try and support all local businesses because it's the backbone of our community. And Lowe's and Home Depot and those places have their place. But there are people like me putting kids through college and feeding their families and trying to be good in their communities. And it's important to support people like that. I would say so, search out local businesses near you. Absolutely. Said, that sir. A priority. I agree. All right, Jeff. Thank you. We will do this again. Listeners, thank you, as always, for the support. We will talk to you soon, but for now, be safe, be kind. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. And we're out. Good job, sir. Thank you. That was fun. Thank you, Jesse. That was a lot of fun. It means a lot to me to do this. There we go. Another episode. I'm about to go through a couple of things where you can reach me and give me feedback. Um, so if you want to skip this, I understand. But I do hope you check it out every once in a while. I'm available on Twitter at Jesse Jackson DFW. The show is available at SetLustingBruce. You can send me an email, setlustingbruce at gmail.com. You can send me a voicemail at 469-249-2442. I am currently doing a few other podcasts, perfectly good podcast, John Hyatt from A to Z, where Sylvan Groth and I discuss every John Hyatt song in alphabetical order. My Babylon 5 podcast is Last Best Hope for Conversation, where Lou, Karen, and I discuss every episode of Babylon 5 in chronological order. I still am doing Next Stop Everywhere, the Doctor Who podcast with my brother in time, Charles Gaggs. And then finally, How Many Podcasts, the only podcast on the internet that counts, where my buddies and I discuss pop culture. You can go to our Patreon page and support the podcast for as little as a dollar a month. You can go to our Facebook page, like, and please, please go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and leave a five-star rating and review for all of the podcasts that I'm doing. It's okay if you don't listen to them, but if you subscribe and rate, it really will make my day better. Thank you, and I will talk to you soon. You just heard the fun talking 
hard rock music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Fed Listing Bruce. The theme for Set Lessing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.